Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breakfast with Brokers. I am here with Mark from Alpha Moving and Storage, and we're going to talk all things high-end and low-end moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, COVID and how COVID has changed his industry and uh, any advice he has going forward. Here we go. Hi, everybody. So we are here with a dear friend of mine, Mr. Mark from Alpha Moving and Storage. And we are going to basically talk all things moving um, pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID. So without uh, further ado, let's just jump right in. Uh, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience? Sure. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, So I've been in the relocation industry for the past 23 years. Uh, I started off as a uh, relocation consultant. Uh, mostly doing clientele in the city, which I did that for 10 years, uh, dealing with very high-end clientele, celebrities, athletes, uh, worked a lot in the hotel and hospitality industry, uh, and made a pretty good name for myself by providing really great personalized service. Uh, I then was promoted to vice president of the company, where I ran the day-to-day operations of that company. and still handled high-end clients because I built relationships with these people and they trusted me and still wanted me to see their clients. And that's what I did for the next 10 years of my career. Uh, Then I moved over to another company where I had a big opportunity to be uh, a part of the company. And- uh, From an ownership perspective. Yes. And uh, you know, we're we're bringing that same model that I've always had, uh, which is, you know, client first, uh, customer service, taking care of the client, and just giving an overall client experience from beginning to end. Love it. That's awesome. Good deal. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we'll just jump right in. I would assume you have been very busy during a time when you have such huge migration from cities to suburbs and out of state and all that. Can Can you kind of talk about how your COVID experience and how crazy it was and... <laughs> Without question, the past two and a half years have been insane. Like nothing I've ever seen in my lifetime in this industry. Uh, I'm sure you know as well from your industry, people were moving out of the city in droves, moving out of this area of New Jersey and all, all parts of New Jersey, and literally just moving to other parts of the country. Uh, also putting things in storage for long periods of time and staying with their family, their friends, their whoever just to get away from where they were. That's an interesting part I didn't even think of. So there were people that actually moved out of the city, just stored stuff. Moved out of the city, stored their stuff, said, I'll call you when I know what I'm going to do after (laughs) this ends, if it ever ends. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of people do that in all areas. But we also moved a lot of people, you know, to other states. People were just done with New York, you know, just woke some people up. They Mm. were done with New Jersey and they wanted a different type of lifestyle. I had read that a lot of those people that moved out are moving back now. Do you see that firsthand? Or? I only see some of that. Okay. I don't see a lot of it, to be honest with you. Okay. I've been in touch with some clients, and they're very happy where they are. Really? A lot of people moved to Florida, to the Carolinas. Uh, it was mostly up and down the East Coast. Uh, Texas was also. It was probably North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and Texas. Those okay. were the biggest destination points that people moved to. and. Wow. People are happy there. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I said there was a New York Times article. I guess it was like at this point, probably a few months ago, but it had mentioned um, that people from New York were moving their whole families down there, and then realizing that the school systems weren't up to par or, or weren't up to well, what yeah, they were using. So families, a lot of them were you know. Back. Coming from New York, coming from this area, have certain standards. I mean, you know, maybe the standards are different, you know, in those states. So it wasn't for them. But most people stayed with, you know, where they moved to. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't come back. It's amazing. Well, it's yeah. also like, to shift to a real estate conversation, it's, it's a hard, these are hard states to live in. Yeah. Forget about the, you know, the noise of Manhattan in, as far as the, the... cost of Manhattan. The cost of Manhattan. Yeah. I mean... And even New Jersey, they make it so hard for you, taxes-wise and everything, exactly, to live yes. here that, you know, it's it's understandable that people are just yeah. like, we got to get out of here, so. But the people that we moved into storage, they pretty much moved back to where they came from. They stayed with family and friends and so on for a year, two years, even a little longer, and then slowly moved back to the city, to Jersey, to Hoboken, Edgewater, to all these areas, and... Yeah. You know, they're back. I mean, you see what's going on in the city. It's, there's no availability. The rentals are astronomically high. It's a $4,000 average for a one-bedroom apartment yeah, now in New York City. Crazy. It's crazy. So it's crazy. people move back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah, yeah the rental markets in, in both states are yeah. just off Yeah, this off area too. You know better than I do. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I think that's why we love working with you so much is we do a lot of out-of-state work, um, Frankly, we do a lot of global work, and it, it's nice to have a mover that we can trust. That we're saying, okay, we're going to give it to them. You know, you're, they're not the cheapest on no, the no, market, but they're not also the not the most I don't expensive. Want to be the cheapest. Right, I'm exactly. Giving a, <laughs> I'm giving a service, and service comes at a cost. I'm yeah. not ashamed to say that, and I'm yeah. actually proud to say that. And you know, you get what you pay for in any industry. So yeah, you know, we're not cheap. No, no, and but I can tell you, you'll get the best service. We're the same way. I think as a yeah. brand, you know, that's say I've had numerous agents try to work here and be like, oh, you know, we're only going to do four percent listings. I was like, that we're not for you. And right. it's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, there's nothing wrong with with being a discount broker, but it's you know, it's kind of not our our jam. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um. So, let's say, post COVID, what are you seeing like as trends going? Post COVID, trend wise. I still see a lot of action, a lot of movement. Uh, it hasn't really slowed down. Yeah. You know, I think it's now mostly due to the rental market. Uh, we're still seeing a lot of moves, you know, within Manhattan, within New Jersey. Uh, it's mostly rentals, though. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Very I think people are... I'm not a real estate advisor, but I think people are putting off buying a house right now at this yeah. time and renting, and I think that's why the rental market in these areas are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think uncertain times are definitely yeah. making these things, you know, very different. But business hasn't slowed down that much at all. That's great. Yeah. That's great. good. That's I mean, awesome. also, if you have a good reputation, you have a good name, you have good contacts, you know, obviously it keeps your business alive. Well, that's actually a great segue. You, know, you do have a great name, and you have some very interesting clientele, and I'm sure most of them make you sign NDAs, but are there any that you can share with us, your past roster of moves that you've done? There are. <laughs> <laughs> like you mentioned, I did have to sign non-disclosures for a lot of clientele, but I, I, I got lucky, and I also worked hard in the beginning of my career. Uh by working with celebrities. You know, in the beginning, it was mm. luck. I started to have a couple of celebrities and I took very good care of them, like I do all my clients. And uh, 
it just grew from there. Yeah. Uh, and I built a very large celebrity clientele. And to this day, I still have a lot of those contacts. And actually have celebrities refer other celebrities to yeah. me, which is a great compliment to the type of service that I give to people. And I'm very proud of that. That That's actually so interesting. You talk about like those tight-knit communities that uh, have excellent referral sources. Yes. And it's like I when I started working with celebrities I, I was shocked at how many other like how it sped off into other celebrities oh, yeah, that were yeah, for yeah. you it's like everyone's personal assistant knows each other exactly it's, it's very That's interesting exactly what it is i actually had a client that i moved uh about two weeks ago she's a uh, society photographer and the person that uh works for her also works for the seinfelds ah. so the seinfelds need to have <laughs> we're moving on we're moving, we're moving on, on. That comment. <laughs> so what can you talk about which ones can you talk about uh i mean i can mention you know a lot of clients that i celebrity clients that i moved and i had so much fun with and that's you know everyone from matt damon to john legend to Whoopi goldberg uh howard stern uh we actually moved howard stern when he moved uh to Sirius Radio, so he did uh, his relocation when he moved from, I think it was K-Rock to Sirius Radio, oh, wow, so he yeah. moved the company as well. Uh, it's a lot of celebrities I've mentioned to you before. They're just regular people with extraordinary jobs, and they're just all I nice love that. human regular beings. People, just regular job. people. You know, I treat everybody the same way. I walk into a celebrity, I don't acknowledge who they are, I just treat them like I do anybody else and give them the type, same type of great service. Yeah. And if they want to open up to who and what they do, that's fine. Otherwise, I just let it be. Now, you I'm putting you on the spot, but you had mentioned uh, a story about Matt Damon once his family. Are you able to share that one? Yeah, I moved Matt Damon a number of times. such a nice times, story. <laughs> and uh, I was waiting for him one night in his apartment for him and his assistant to come home. And uh, his daughter came down the stairs with a book... Uh, I, her, he wanted, she wanted her mother to read the book but the mother was cooking so she sat down next to me and I said okay I'll read the book to you and it was about <laughs> elephants and giraffes I don't remember exactly and I looked down and two minutes later she fell asleep on my shoulder so <laughs> that was so cute and then two minutes later Matt and his assistant walk in and they're both staring at me shaking their head like you know I'm stealing his family house <laughs> so that was a pretty cool story I'm but, sure he was very you know, appreciative just to be in those types of situations is just you know, I've had the opportunity to do and see things that most people don't get a chance to yeah. do in their lives. I'm very blessed and very, you know, yeah, yeah, happy that I've been able to be put in those positions. It really, it's it's such a it's such a blessing, yeah. and it opens it you up to so. It's, it does. It opens your eyes up to so many things. Like yeah, everybody is just, every person is just they're the same. They're just nice people. Whether it's whether you're moving uh, someone into their first studio or you're moving a big celebrity into a giant penthouse you know people are the same yeah what are you seeing as like a, a people's biggest concerns with a move people's biggest concerns with a move is always price people very really price conscious yes not necessarily this is my you know five thousand dollar painting that i'm terrified of. like it depends when you the, moved me in my mirror it, and it, I, you exactly. probably wanted to kill me at the end of that. It, it depends with <laughs> that giant mirror scared the living daylights out of me <laughs> it depends on the type of client but at the end of the day look I always say to agents, you know, that I want to work with for the first time, you know firsthand all the costs that come with buying a home. Yeah. And I've heard it on my end because I was usually the last component that walked through the door of mm -hmm. the client saying, oh, my God, I'm bleeding money left and right. And here I am giving them a price of 
whatever it is, 2,000, 5,000, 10, depending on the size of the job. Right. So people are spending a lot of money to purchase a home already. Yeah. And then the mover comes in and people don't realize how expensive a move is. Moving is expensive. Yeah. It's, a, it's a high, it's a high cost item. It's yeah. a high cost service. So, you know, people are very price conscious. Yeah. No, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I also feel like there's a lot of movers, and we will not mention names, but there's a lot of movers around here that know that it's a rental market, and there's a lot of movement, you know, and all of that, and they, they, you know, they just put together an LLC, find themselves well, a couple box you trucks, can put and together it's a, a moving company within a month. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's how simple it is. And I did see a statistic during the past two years or two and a half years during COVID, they were about two thousand moving companies that wow. started because they saw an opportunity. Yep. And these people, you know, just being honest, they're they're not capable of doing, you yeah. know, good work because you just don't have the manpower, you don't have the experience, you don't you, you don't have the infrastructure to to do a move in the right way, whether it's a studio or whether it's a mansion, it doesn't matter. You just don't have the experience and and the know how to to do things the right way. Speaking of infrastructure, I think it's helpful for our listeners if you talk about what you offer um, from staging storage and all of that. Um, I know a bunch of really big agents use you um, to kind of store their staging furniture yeah, and move st- their staging furniture. Definitely, staging is a, is a part of our uh, our business. You know, we do work with a lot of uh, big real estate agents and big teams. You know, doing their staging for them because we have experience. Uh, working with other large staging companies uh, as well as uh, designers and so on and so forth. So, you know, we know the process, we understand the process and we have specific crews that do these staging moves uh, because you have to be very patient when you're dealing with stagers and designers because mm-hmm. first we'll put the sofa here and then they'll look at the sofa and say, no, move it on the other side and then move it to the right. So you have yeah. to be very patient and have people that are very patient and professional and you know, just be able to work with those types of people. And uh, we've also been doing it with the uh, hotel and uh, restaurant industry ah. uh, because they have, the, the hotel industry has what's called buyouts. People come in and they'll rent out their restaurant or they'll rent out a floor. Like it, before COVID, mm. you ever see when there was a movie premiere, they did interviews of all the actors in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So that was done in a hotel, and they would rent out the whole hotel floor for all the different media outlets. Interesting. So we would come in, take out all the furniture from every room. Right. Barcode it, digital image it, take it back to our warehouse, and then once they were finished, we'd bring everything back. Same thing with the restaurant industry. People rented out restaurants for private parties Mm -hmm. and events and so on and so forth. So we did the same thing with the restaurant industry. Gotcha. So that's how we have all this experience dealing with staging. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And how, how did you get started in this industry? Like what, what made you, what brought you to relocation? It was a fluke. Uh, <laughs> I was working for my family on a textile industry for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, the textile industry imploded it. And within three years, it just didn't exist anymore. Wow. Uh, so I was out of a job mm. and someone came to me and said, Hey, there's a sales position available at a moving company. And I just looked at him and said, you're out of your mind. Never yeah. did sales before. So I gave it a shot and I loved it, uh, you know, cause true. I love working with people, helping people look moving is, is they say it's one of the most 
one of the top five stressful things yes. people do in their I lives. I just saw this, actually. I mean, I moved myself 10 years ago when I moved from the city, and I was stressed out of my mind, even though my own moving company moved me, right, and right. I knew I was in good hands. It's still very stressful. You're leaving you know, a familiar area where you've been for a long period of time, where you know everybody, where you know the guy at coffee shop and the pizza shop and, you know, all the familiarities that come with, you know, being in a certain location for a long time. Yeah. And I was stressed out, but uh, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I always enjoyed being around people. I always consider myself a people person. And the idea of going into people's homes every day and helping them through a very stressful time interested me. And I did well at it, so I enjoyed it. You I must loved have it. like incredible stories. Do you it's have? It's It's you know I did the math. I did <laughs> between five to seven. My industry is different than yours, and moving people call and they're looking for a move. So I would open up my iPad every day, and there would be five to seven appointments a day. Okay. Five days a week. So wow. I did that for ten years. Wow. So I think that the math comes out to about thirteen thousand clients. Wow. And I had a closing ratio of about eighty percent. So. Which I also was seems very dealing high. with. Good at what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't don't be uh, shy. That's. I just I think, you know as well in sales, your personality is eighty yeah. percent of of the job. Okay, if people like you and they trust you and they believe in you, mm-hmm. regardless of your price, you will win their business. Yeah. it's very simple. So, yeah, I. But I, I think really very few enjoy people, doing it. Very few people take that trust, um, to heart. You know what I mean? Like, I think if someone's putting their trust in you to move, they're arguably some of their most valuable possessions. Right. Right? That's an honor. It is an honor. You know? Like, I look back at some of my deals, and I'm like, this person used me three times. Yeah. That, to me, is way more important to me than, you know, some giant listing I had. It's it's like, yes, it might have taken 10 years to do those three deals. That's the reward of, 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 you know, every success story, so to speak. Yeah. You know, they're giving you the trust to move you know, their valuable possessions or their possessions and, and their family and they have children and they have dogs and there's so much going on that, you know, they're putting their trust in you and it's really just, it's humbling. Yeah, it you is. Know, and I'm 90% of the time not the only person they're interviewing. They're interviewing usually three movers, four movers at the most. Yeah. And, you know, it really, it's really humbling to, you know, had the honor to have moved so many families and also had so many families refer their friends, their family, their co-workers because if you take care of somebody the right way, everything else just falls at your feet. Well, I'll, I'll say we, you know, we unfortunately lost uh, one of our advisors and she was the manager of, of our Jersey City office. Yes. We lost her to ovarian cancer last year and her, her sickness went downhill very quickly. And she found herself having to move back home to Chicago very quickly. And I will say, and I'll say this publicly on this podcast, um, you know, we called you in kind of a panic and what you guys assembled for her and the price you were able to give her um, to, to get her home and be, to be able to, you know, she passed away a couple weeks later. So for her to be able to not worry about anything and just get on that plane and know that she was, you know, going to end her life with her family in, in comfort was incredible for us so you you have our business forever and ever and ever it was an honor to do it you know it's it's also about helping people you know it's i i've moved a lot of families too that they wanted to use my services and just couldn't afford the service so you know i made it affordable for them yeah because they were just good people and they wanted to have a good experience and i didn't want them to have a bad experience with a you know another company that was half the price so to speak and 
you know, I just made it happen for them because I just cared about them and wanted them to have a good experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it that, was, and that's what it's all about, just taking care of people. Yeah. Her mom, Tiffany's mom, still thanks us. So it, it was, it oh, was it's huge. My pleasure. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Huge. Shifting something, shifting to more fun. Let's let's hear a funny story. Let's hear a crazy story. Let's let's funny story, crazy one story. that you can tell There's us. We lot. don't edit this, so <laughs> I can tell you a lot. But one that comes to mind that I tell often, and this was in the beginning of my career. I went to a woman's home. It was early in the morning, and she opened the door, and she was wearing a robe that was kind of revealing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I've seen this before, but that's fine. Just do your job. Right. Uh, so I, I always, when I always enter an apartment, I ask people if we can sit and talk and just go over logistics and what I'm really trying to do is get to know them. And yeah. I also very observant, so I'm looking around to see pictures if they have, you know, family, animals, what kind of books, magazines they read. You can yeah. learn a lot about somebody within five minutes of sitting down and talking to them. So I start to walk around the <laughs> home and it was a beautiful home, two bedroom, uh, doing my survey and I always ask the client to come with me because I like to talk to them to build a relationship. Right, right. She's not very talkative, but that's fine. <laughs> so we sit down and I always, you know, give the proposal on the spot and she looks at me and says, wow, that's very expensive. And I said, and she was moving to Vegas. I'm sorry, I left this out. And I asked her what she did for a living and she said she worked in the tourism industry. So I gave her the price. That was an important piece I left out. Okay. <laughs> But I didn't put it together. So she says, the price is very expensive. I said, well, it's based on what you take. You don't have to take, you know, you can look around and not take this. This, it's up to you. And the price will come down. She goes, no, no, you don't understand. It's really expensive. How do I get the price down? And I said, again, you can think about what you really want to take with you. And, you know, maybe you don't want to do this. I don't like this where bouquet. this is going. <laughs> so she moves closer to me and puts her hand on my lap. Oh, my And says, God. no, you don't understand. How do I get the price down? And then I <laughs> obviously <laughs> finally woke up and realized what she meant and put together moving to Vegas, works in the tourism industry. And I said, okay. I said, well, here's my card and let me know if you have any other questions. And left the apartment, got downstairs, called my operations manager and said, listen, this is what happened. I promise I didn't touch her. She didn't touch me. Nothing happened. And that was it. So... <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stories like that i mean i did this is a great i i can't believe i haven't told this on this podcast yet i had a i get a call from two assistants from a very big client that i had two assistants like two assistant degrees of separation uh-huh. right i get a call and they <laughs> said to me she's like hi i'm so-and-so and so-so's assistant he would love very high-powered like speaker attorney this whole thing um he, he'd like to meet with you to list this property. And I was like, that's fantastic. Let's, let's go do this meeting. And we were like, prepped for two days. It was a very high-end property. One of my most expensive I've ever sold. And the whole thing. And the, and the man was an older man. Older gentleman, but 80 years old. 80-year-old, very successful gentleman. That's all you need to remember in the first part of the story. I open the door, and he greets me in his tidy whities <laughs> And says, come on in. As if nothing, and yeah, I'm that's like, normal. is he senile? Like, what's happening? This man just answered, but I was like, the be- this is obviously trying to rattle me, so the best thing I can do is not be rattled, right? So I, I'm like, okay, no problem, whatever. He sits down, he has a, a breakfast bar, he sits on top of the breakfast bar. Oh, no. Okay, spread eagle, and goes, tell me about your company. It was the great, I mean, and this was, right. yeah, and this was like the thick of the Me Too movement, right? Like, the, oh, I, and I'm sitting boy. there like, oh. 
oh, I get it. This is what they talk about in all of this. And I'm sitting there. I, deli- I have to do a report. I delivered it flawlessly. Absolutely as if he was fully clothed. He gets down. He's like, no problem. He's like, that was great. You have the listing. He's like, send me the paperwork tomorrow. Have a nice day. Wow. Walks me to the door and I leave. It was hands down the most bizarre moment of my entire career. But, I mean, these it's... it's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's a great story. Do you have another one? <laughs> <laughs> Tough to top, but... I do have a lot. It's hard to think on the floor. Mm. There's so many. I did put you on the spot. No, no worries. I mean, what do you think is... If you're thinking about another one, let me know or interrupt me. But what do you okay. think is, you know, the most important thing for people to know when the move? Like what, what, I guess it's essentially your value proposition, but what do you feel is, what, what's something behind the scenes that people don't necessarily know that other movers do or don't do? The amount of logistics that go into somebody's move. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of timing and, and, and logistics to coordinate someone's move it's not just coming in wrapping your furniture throwing out a truck it's you know it, it's a lot more than that you know there's a whole operation behind it and uh the other thing is uh again people don't know what's involved in their move mm-hmm. they don't realize you know everybody thinks that i have a small move uh, regardless if it's a studio apartment yeah. or a 10 bedroom mansion doesn't matter everyone thinks that their move is you know very yeah. small and very easy and very simple and it's not right it takes a lot to i can personally attest that. <laughs> it, it, it's true it, it, it takes a lot to put together somebody's move the right way so that everything goes well there's a lot of planning involved i can tell you on average when i was doing sales i don't know how it is in your industry i'm assuming it's very similar but i would speak to one client on average 20 to 30 times from the time I met them until the time the move was completed and even after the move because I always followed up afterwards to make Mm -hmm. sure everything was well and they needed anything else and yeah so you know a lot of effort goes into each and every move and people don't really people think someone just comes you know takes an inventory gives them a price and that's it there's a there's a lot that goes into it yeah that's great yeah I mean what's the what's one of the craziest things you've ever moved I would assume you you see it all like taxidermy Oh my God! Cars, Jeremy. Cars. I mean, I've moved Academy Awards and and you know Tonys. Oh wow, that's a crazy one. And uh, you know every type of award imaginable. And you know these are people's like you know this is their yeah, award. Yeah, this yeah. is something very special to people. So you know there was a time when somebody had it was a client I can't mention the name and they had two Academy Awards and I decided to put them in a box and carry them myself and put them in a taxi and bring yeah. it over to the new home by myself. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have any chance of anything happening to them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And just create, like you said, I've seen everything from taxidermy to... What's taxidermy that you've seen? Everything. Birds, <laughs> moose, wolves, just crazy really? stuff. Yeah. And yeah. like, I've heard that people like now stuff their pets and like leave them in the pets corner. Too. Really? Cats, yes. Oh, oh, I've seen stuffed cats. It's so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I have animals. I'm an animal lover. To see a, a stuffed animal is like really disturbing to me. Yeah. But we move them. We crate them because they're fragile. They're expensive. Then we move them. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so awesome. It's, it's so crazy. Awesome. But you know, so, 
being in that industry, especially my first 10 years in Manhattan, I mean, you, you're moving, you think your mirror was big, you know, you're moving yeah. mirrors twice that size and you're moving collections of art that are worth millions of dollars and statues and pedestals and, yeah. you know, it's just, these things need very, very special care, you know, yeah. you're not just putting them in boxes, special, you know, professional crating and, you know, things of that nature, you really have to... I feel like that, I mean, as you're saying it, that's like, if you have somebody that's trying to get you down in cost, it's like, that's the conversation, right? It's like, how much is, is your couch yes. worth to you? Yeah. If, I, if you hire somebody else for half my price and much. they break it in half. <laughs> I used to use that on people, and I used to look around the home and pick out something that was maybe important to the client or yeah. the most expensive item. And when they brought up the price objection, I remember when the flat screen TVs first came out. Yeah, I'm yeah, aging yeah. myself. They were ten thousand dollars a piece. Yep, yep. Then they dropped the five thousand, but whatever. So <laughs> they had like twenty bucks. <laughs> it had like twenty bucks. Yeah. So you can throw them out in six months. But anyway, I would point to the TV and I would say, "Listen, how much did you pay for that TV?" Mm-hmm. So you probably paid about five thousand dollars for it, right? You wanted a specific brand. You wanted a specific, you know, whatever. It needed to be this. It needed to be that. You know, mm-hmm. to your specifications. And you spent the five thousand dollars on the TV. Yeah. So now I'm moving your whole home. Right. Don't you want everything to be taken care of the right way and yeah. nothing to be damaged and arrive at a new location the way it was picked up and Yeah. People wake up after you say things like that. Then Yeah. Nowadays I use Pelotons to be honest with you when I still do an appointment. Ah. And there's a price objection. I said, Look, you bought a Peloton. Why'd you buy a Peloton and not a three hundred dollar Schwinn exercise bike on right. Amazon? Right. You wanted the best. You wanted the best on the market, you wanted you know that'll give you the best exercise or the best options, whatever. That was the reason you purchased it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. You know, you just use things, you know, in order to relate to them and most people will understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. So where do you think moving is going? What are some trends in moving that you can, again, putting you on the spot, but what are some trends that you see um, besides out of state, you know, and all of that? Do you, I don't any- know. I see the market itself my industry going more downhill really because of so many companies that sprouted up in the past two and a half years mm-hmm. and my industry as well as many other industries lost a lot of labor okay and there was a huge shortage of drivers for a lot of companies mm-hmm. and drivers especially to do out-of-state moves so a lot of people started these companies with a truck or a trailer or whatever because mm-hmm. they saw an opportunity right. as there was a lack of you know, right. this service. And again, it's not the best solution you know, for the average consumer to use this type of person for your out-of-state move. You know? right. Out-of-state move is 10 times harder, 10 times more expensive. Uh, the profit is much less than a local move. Mm-hmm. And here you have somebody, again, that just rented a trailer six months ago or rented a truck six months ago is now driving your things from New York to California. Yep. So this is a big problem that we're having now in our yeah. industry. Yeah. Well, I can personally test. You You have moved me several times. You've moved my yes, clients. You, <laughs> um, you are my number one referral. Uh, and it's because... I am crazy and anal retentive, so when it comes to moving, <laughs> I need somebody that I can actually trust, and, and you and I have uh, have worked together for a very long time, so 
I can personally speak to you, and I'm sure all my clients that have used you can say the same, that you are fantastic. Thank and you. I really appreciate that. We do it means appreciate a lot. it. it means well, a thank lot. you. How can people reach you? Can you just share that? Sure. Uh, they can reach me on my cell phone at 201-616-9994 or my email address, which is mark, M-A-R-C, at alphamoving, one word, dot com. And alpha is with a P-H. Yes, A-L-P-H-A-M-O-V-I-N-G dot com with the first name Mark. Awesome. Well, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody.